Hello and welcome to my channel, Freedom by Faith Ministries. I am Dr. Pamela Noel. And today will be the first meeting that we have regarding autism and mental illness in general. So I am a physician, not in mental health. I am not a psychiatrist or a psychologist by any means. Um, so this is full disclosure, I'm an infectious disease physician. So I'm not an expert in psychiatry or mental illness, but I am a mother of a seven-year-old with autism. And so in the next few videos, I will be teaching you all the tools that I've learned so far on how to manage autism from a biblical perspective. And so there are people that I know that have been cured of mental illness that I, I don't know personally, but I've heard stories of people who were miraculously healed of autism. Um, I, there was a lady, and I don't remember exactly where she's from, but she has a, an anointing for healing, and uh, a mother came to her with a child with autism, and she just spoke to the child, and the spirit that was tormenting this child with autism left, and he was healed automatically. And I've heard testimonies of other people on television who were diagnosed with autism, and they went to a meeting, and a man of God uh, prayed over them, and they were healed miraculously. Um, my son, you know, I prayed over him. I've had other people pray over him, and he wasn't healed. And so his journey for healing is a long one. And so God put in my heart to really document my experience with seeing, you know, the healing of my son and the journey that we have gone through. It's been five years now. He was showing signs of autism since about the age of two, and he's seven now. And so he's being, um, he's getting healed. He's getting better, I should say, little by little every day. And so the thing that I've seen happen with my son, I think is a powerful testimony that may help many of you who are either suffering from autism or dyslexia or whatever, you know, mental disabilities or learning disabilities or speech disorder or speech delay. Um, if you have not been healed miraculously, there are some healings that just take time. And a lot of times, you know, we don't like to hear, you know, you just have to be patient and wait. We don't like to wait on God. And so one of the many lessons I learned is sometimes you have to wait on God, right? Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us here today. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to be present in this talk. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to use me just as a vessel to speak to your people who are suffering from mental illness, um, learning disabilities, or speech disorders. Uh, Lord, we thank you, God, for all the wisdom that you have imparted on us through your word. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. You are the counselor. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, Jesus, you are the counselor. You are the physician who heals all diseases. So we thank you, Father, for wisdom and understanding. And we ask that this teaching be a blessing to many people today. Thank you, Lord. So again, I am a mother of a child with autism. And so I just wanted to start off with a little background story of how I ended up here. So basically, my husband and I, we have two children. We have my son, Ori, A-U-R-I, that's my son's name. And we have a daughter who's four, she's about to be five, um, and uh, in, in, in two months. And so around nine months to one year, you know, my son was basically at every milestone that he should be in, a perfectly normal child, 
I had a perfect pregnancy, no complications whatsoever. He was born literally a day earlier than his due date. Um, so it was full term. Um, and he, we had a, I had a great pregnancy, nothing. Everything was perfectly normal. You know, we asked God for a child and within a month I was pregnant. Um, so everything was perfect and beautiful, like nothing other than, you know, swollen ankles and nausea. Um, but I had a great pregnancy and the delivery was amazing. Um, about a year into him, um, we started teaching him, uh, about, after about a year old, we started teaching him, you know, letters and things like that. And he knew all his letters, um, by the age of, before he was two, actually, he could, he could actually do his letters backwards, which I can't do even today. Right. So he was super smart at one and two, we started to teach him to read with him. Um, he was reading and, and, and just reading simple words and um, reciting his letters front and back easily, flawlessly, um, counting. And so right around two, a little after he turned two, um, my son started to not talk as much or he would start to hum more than talk, right? And so we thought that was interesting. Um, so we had all kinds of excuses, even though we're, we're physicians, but because he, he was showing signs of of intelligence so early on, it never dawned on us that he could have a learning disability or, or autism of all things, right? It just never crossed our minds. And so we thought, well, you know, we're Haitian family. We, Creole is being spoken in the household. English is being spoken in the household. He's a boy. They usually talk a little bit later than girls typically. So we had all kinds of reasons why that's happening. Um, but little by little, he just started to talk less and less and less. Um, so we thought, well, maybe if we put him in school, you know, then he would be able to listen to mainly English and then he would pick up, you know, communication skills. Um, so at the age of, I think he was four, we put him in pre-K in a, in a Christian school, actually. And they didn't have any services for children with disabilities, but we never imagined our son actually had a disability. So then um, he wasn't talking really, he wasn't communicating, not able to understand directions. Um, but we thought, yeah, he just needs to be around other kids and kind of, because he was, he was the only child at the time. My daughter um, was born, he was around three, so he was just now had a new uh, daughter. So we thought he doesn't have a sibling to talk to. So we had all kinds of reasons why my son wasn't talking. So he was accepted into the school, and the first day that, I, that he started, first day of school, I got a call in the afternoon saying, um, your son's not doing well at all. He's not paying attention. He can't sit still for two seconds. You know, and we thought, well, he's a boy. He runs around a lot in the house. So we, didn't, we never thought that was anything bad. So when they said that, we were puzzled, like, interesting, right? And so I was kind of a little bit shocked by that. I didn't expect that phone call. So then they said, well, you know, there's less children in the three-year-old classroom, the pre-K-3 class. He was in the pre-K-4 because he's four. And there's more aids. There's more aid in that classroom. So let's try that the next day. Um, so, I, so that, the first day of school, I got a call it was in the afternoon. So when you pick him up, you know, we need to talk about him and all that other stuff. And um, so we talked about it. We put him in the three-year-old classroom. 
And then the following day, I received a phone call that morning. So we dropped them off, and it was barely an hour later, and they said, your son can't stay in our school. And I was very, that's interesting, right? So he basically got kicked out of his uh, pre-K class, and he was expelled from school, basically. Um, and so I was very shocked and kind of puzzled and worried, obviously. And so I went home, and I, you know, my routine is basically to thank God for all things. And I said, I thank you, Lord, that my son got kicked out of school. And as a mother, my heart was very heavy to think, like, your, your son, who's four, got kicked out of school. Um, so I was very hurt by that. But I know from a spiritual perspective, like, I had to show God that I, I had faith in him and I trusted him. And so we were very excited that, you know, he's in school, he's going to learn to talk and learn and all that other stuff. And um, it didn't happen that way. And so I was very hurt and disappointed and afraid for what's going to happen to him. And so that's when we realized, like, my son has a problem for the first time. We realized it. So he wasn't talking between the age of two to four. But between the, those two-year periods, we just had an excuse for why that was happening. It never dawned on us as his parents that, that something is wrong. So as I do in every challenge, every situation that's painful, I just thank God and I celebrated it. I, you know, my heart's heavy from a physical perspective, but spiritually speaking, I know God will not respond to me if I were to be angry, bitter, you know, why would this happen? Why would God do this? That's how a lot of people interact with God, which I know is sinful. And we're going to talk about that uh, later on. How do you approach God? with a very heavy situation like this, like a child with a disability. And so after, um, you know, my son and everything that happened and him getting kicked out of school, we went through a long journey with him. Um, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on with, with occupational therapy and speech therapy. Um, we had a behavioral therapist for a couple of months different tutors to tutor him at, you know, in the household since he can't be in school. Um, and so with all of that, I discovered that God's way is the perfect way. And so we're going to start out talking about that. So we're going to start first um, with Mark 7, verses 31 to 37. And so there's a verse somewhere that says to search the scriptures. And so it took me years, actually, to really recognize that this is a spiritual problem. It is not a physical problem. It is not a medical problem, right? So throughout the series that we're going to, talk, we're going to be talking about autism, I'm going to give you some natural as well as medical um, remedies for his autistic uh, challenges that has worked for us. But I want to start with God because God is the number one solution to autism, um, whether you have dyslexia or other learning or speech disorders or disabilities, Jesus um, healed the deaf, right? He healed the mute, right? And so he healed all kinds of diseases. He healed blindness, right? And so my purpose here is to give you all the tools that I have learned um, and, we're, and the spiritual, it's a spiritual battle that we went through and we're winning it. And so we're going to start there first. And then later on, we're going to talk about some of the nutritional changes that helped him, some of the natural medications and supplements that are helping him. But by far, the most powerful change in my son was, was when we approached the situation from a spiritual perspective. So we're going to end today's session with um, an actual 
story of when Jesus encountered a little boy, I believe also had autism. Now, obviously the medical community has a name for it, autism, right? Or autism spectrum disorder, which is what they call it now, which means it's not, it's not uniform with all children. Every child who has autism has different characteristics that may be different from another child with autism, right? And so, it's a, so they call it now a spectrum. And so you, when the child gets evaluated by a psychiatrist or a psychologist, um, they have some sort of um, measure where they kind of decide where in the spectrum your child belongs. So a lot of um, children who suffer from, you know, an inability to speak or they're mute, um, we learn how to communicate by hearing. We learn how to pronounce words properly by hearing. And so a lot of times, mutism goes along with deafness, right? So if you can't hear, you can't speak automatically because you only learn to speak by hearing. So we're going to look at two stories, actually. One of a man who was born deaf, and then we're going to compare that with a child who had autism, as I said. So Mark 7, verses 31 and 37 says, Jesus left Tyre and went up to Sidon before going back to the Sea of Galilee in the region of the ten towns. A deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him, and the people begged Jesus to lay his hands on the man to heal him. Jesus led him away from the crowd so they could be alone. He put his fingers into the man's ears, then spitting in his own fingers, he touched the man's tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said, Ephata, which means be opened. Instantly, the man could hear perfectly and his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. Jesus told the crowd not to tell anyone, but the more he told them not to, the more they spread the news. They were completely amazed and said again and again, everything he does is wonderful. He even makes the deaf to hear and give speech to those who cannot speak. And so this is not a man with autism, but I wanted to talk about this because Again, there are two different ways that Jesus healed. He sometimes just prayed for healing when it's a medical problem. But when it's a spiritual problem, he would cast the spirit out of the person. Right. So we're going to look at an example of that next. So a person who has a problem with um, hearing who couldn't speak had a speech impediment because he can't hear sounds and you can't make sounds. Right? How do you know how to make sounds if you can't hear those sounds first? So that man had both problems. He was deaf and he couldn't speak well. And Jesus prayed, touched him, and he was healed perfectly. Right? And so, again, I mentioned that at the beginning of the video that some people are healed miraculously. And that's obviously what we prefer because it's a quick solution. Um, that wasn't our story. But I just wanted to make sure that we understand that people can be healed of autism or any mental illness or any speech disability or deafness uh, miraculously um, because God can heal in different kind of ways. Um, so that was this man's uh, story. So we're going to look at a little boy who had what I believe is autism, which obviously is not going to be called autism in the Bible. But I can tell you everything that that little boy is doing in this story, my son was doing. So Mark 9, verses 17 to 29, one of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He's possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. 
And whenever this spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked my disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, you're faithless, you faithless people. How long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire and into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me become, help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. When the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him, the boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus says, he replied, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. And there's a little asterisk by prayer. Um, in verse 29, at the very bottom, it says, some manuscripts read by prayer and fasting. And so this passage is loaded with teaching points. And we're going to dissect this passage bit by bit, sentence by sentence, word by word. Right. So this is really the the basically the passage that really reveals the root cause of autism and how to be delivered from it. And I, I believe this applies to any mental illness, actually. Right. Um, whether it's schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. Um, I had a whole teaching on depression um, and anxiety. And so we're going to look at this very deeply. There's so many lessons in just this passage right here. Um, and we're going to continue that next time. And so I thank you for joining me on the first video of the series on autism, um, which can be applied to any mental illness, as I said before. Um, so this was a very interesting, powerful testimony that I have with my son. You're going to see some videos of how he's doing today, which we're very excited to see the miracle that God is doing in his life. He didn't get the instant miracle that we're praying for for many years, but with patience, God had revealed to me so many wonderful things in this journey that I have been with my son. So I'm glad that you're going to be going on this journey with me and I'm looking forward to seeing what this teaching will be doing in your life, in your family's life. So thank you, Heavenly Father, for today. I thank you, God, for the revelation and the teaching that you're going to impart on us, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom when it comes to autism, mutism, or deafness, or whatever mental illness or mental strongholds that your children who are watching today are suffering from. Let this teaching be a revelation to open their eyes so that they can see freedom and deliverance from their from their um, infirmities, from their sicknesses, from mental, from mental illness that they may be suffering or their children. 
in the name of Jesus, we know that all things work together for good. Lord, if my story can be a blessing to someone who's suffering through the same things with children, with disabilities, or they themselves have disabilities, I thank you for this opportunity and this honor. In the name of Jesus, if there's anyone watching who's suffering right now with autism, mutism, a learning disability, dyslexia, uh, speech delay, right? In the name of Jesus, I rebuke that spirit. And I command it. I command it right now to leave these people. In the name of Jesus, every mental stronghold, every curse of mental illness to be canceled and broken right now by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, we have been set free from the curse of mental illness and disabilities in the name of Jesus. Because by your stripes, they are healed in the name of Jesus. So I command every spirit that makes someone watching this not speak, not hear, not able to learn in Jesus' name. I rebuke that spirit right now and I command it to leave in the name of Jesus. So I thank you again for joining me and I will see you again next time. Are you ready to step into your calling and destroy fear, worry, doubt, and anxiety? In Our Victory, God's Glory, author Pamela Noel describes the stop and do nothing else principle that was used by some of the most powerful people in scripture, including David, Moses, Peter, and Daniel. This You Can't Help Yourself book reveals that success in every area of your life lies in one name. Our Victory, God's Glory, was written to support Haiti's elite medical team, a Haitian-American-owned, not-for-profit organization that provides healthcare services to the poor in Haiti. Proceeds from the sale of this book will help support our efforts. The ultimate goal is to build a hospital and provide much-needed medical care services currently unavailable to those with limited access to quality health care. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv.